0: Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions, your solution for all business social media needs. If you need a team of social media markers and content creators to help you build your brand on social media, text WES2020 to 541-709-6502 today. Get started building your brand on social media. Success is defined differently by every individual. Some have never even considered what it is. I hope when I get older, I'll be successful. What does that even mean? Money? Cars? Big house? On this show, we strive to look at it a little deeper, learning from successful individuals on what they believe success really is and how to obtain it. Everybody, enjoy the show. This is Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Saping Success podcast and live show. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley, and uh, today we have a great guest. Um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about him. His name is Sung Kim. He is a a product designer that I found on TikTok, and he currently works as the lead product designer for Amazon. He's also got a few awards. I'm going to read a couple of them because I don't have time to read them all, but uh, we've got Business Insider, the top 75 designers in tech in 2013. Fast Company Innovation by Design Award 2016 finalist, German Design Excellent Communication Apps 2018 winner. Sung, welcome to the show and thank you for being here.
2: Thanks for inviting me.
1: It's uh, It's been great to watch you do all your stuff on TikTok. I, have, uh, I haven't been on there very long, but I started scrolling across some stuff here and I see these, you know, you do a great job of making sure that people get engaged right off the bat by putting your red text with the writing on there. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to hit that. And so I started, started (laughs) scrolling through there and there was just all these great, great little, uh, clips of ideas and things that really drew me to you. So I'm excited that you were a part of that. Um, thanks
2: for, thanks for checking it out. I'm still experimenting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's great stuff. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are watching, um is there you know starting starting off here i'd like you to go ahead and just kind of tell us a little bit about you i I talked about some of your awards but can you tell us like where you came from how you got where you're at and those types of things
2: yeah so uh i uh without going going too far back um when i focusing on the career path so when i uh first got into design was when i was back in um uh, college, uh, community college, I was working for a newspaper company as a cartoonist, illustrator. And um, one day the newspaper uh, designer lady uh, up and left because they switched the software and she didn't want to learn the new software. So newspaper had a choice, uh, find somebody else to fill her position right away, which was impossible. Uh, I, was, I was the only person ar- around or uh, just skip the newspaper that week, which is not acceptable. So I volunteered to put out the newspaper and I just literally put out a newspaper with Adobe InDesign 1.0, you know, the textbook on my lap. I put out the newspaper. And then after that became a newspaper designer uh, uh, for that company. And then uh, that led to me getting more interested in design uh, principles and layouts that led to getting my first um, first job um, as a web designer, and then other opportunities. Other opportunities led me to designing mobile webs, mobile apps, and then I quit my job in to, uh, 2013 um, to pursue my own um, cons- uh, own passion pro- project. That led me to getting it, getting into startup industries, where I learned tons of new skill sets from building new companies to strategies to marketing to accounting, things that I never thought I needed to learn. Um, and then here I am um, doing product design for Amazon and other startup companies around the, or, or, or around the country.
1: So how much um, education do you have? What, what was your background in education? You mentioned community college. Did you get? Do you have degrees yeah. or how did you get where you're at?
2: Yeah, so uh, because my parents uh, couldn't help me pay for the education, I had to kind of do it myself. So what I did was I went to com- I transferred I, I went to community college for two years, got my poor uh, GPA, and then transferred to uh, the uh, university called Southern Methodist University in Dallas because they had the uh, sc- they had the full full scholarship they had the full scholarship uh, offer and the uh, the advertising program my. Uh, my justification for going to uh, SMU to measure in advertising was: if I have a graphic design degree, like, when I'm, if I do graphic design, what am I going to use it for? What, what, what am I going to do to make money? Probably advertising. So that's why the, that's why I went to transfer to uh, that's why I transferred to um, SMU. But then what I realized was that they didn't have a uh, graphic design degree, a uh, degree they just had an advertising degree and they didn't really have a design program. So I had to learn design, learn to design on my own mostly. Uh, but what they taught me was to put a concept together, like a conceptual ad design and then be able to present it to other people. And that's what I what, what I really lacked: presentation skills and uh, putting my thoughts together. So they really helped me shape that skill. And then, um, I got I graduated uh from that college with the the BA in advertising degree.
1: So the de- so the design portion is pretty much kind of self-taught then? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so um with that being said, you know we talk about. I've listened a lot, and I've talked a lot about like not needing that education. Is that where you're finding a lot of designers are now too? They're not really necessarily having to go to college in order to be successful as a designer. Yeah, I guess
2: uh, you could you could say that. I may I may sound shaded because I did not have those uh, educational uh, resources to get where I am. Because when I first got in the industry, um, when I was in school. They didn't want to teach teach anything digital because they wanted to um, you know teach, to sort of design ads in traditional means like newspaper or magazine uh, they thought you know the media medium doesn't matter as long as you can put a put an idea together, which partially is true, but they didn't prepare me for uh, they didn't pre- pre- prepare me in, in terms of any technical skills um. In, in terms of designing for web or mobile or anything when I mean, speaking of which mobile didn't even exist at, when I was going to school so the the concept of concept of mobile web design came along probably like six years into my um, design career so when I got my first full-time job that's when I learned how to design for website uh, and then after my second or third um, Job. That's when I learn. That's really. That's really when I learned how to design an app, and then I s- sort of learn all the new skills on the job on the fly. Literally, the first first app, the so first mobile website that I designed, I didn't have an iPhone. It, it was it, it was a um, project for Bud Light. So our agency won the Bud Light account. I was part of the pitch team, you know, but then because I was a uh, junior designer when when the actual project came came down the pipe, all the senior designers wanted to work on this cool flash website with animations and games and fancy things. But nobody wanted to work on the mobile web portion of it because at the time when iPhone 2 was around, there was no 3G. It was slow, it it was considered a a trash uh, design. So nobody wanted to touch it. So I volunteered and then that became sort of a uh, sort of a uh, cornerstone of my uh, career path as a um, mobile app product designer. Um, but I had to borrow because I didn't have an iPhone or any smartphone. I had to borrow my coworker's iPhone to get, take screenshots, uh, recreate all the design assets, like buttons, uh, <laughs> to make the my, make the very first mobile website. So, yeah, I. Literally, I taught, teach myself everything, and there is no concept of UX and UI either. So, it is possible to learn things on your own uh, if you just have the drive and will. Um, so, education uh, traditional educational um, resources are not necessary, but it could be helpful if you do it the right way.
1: Well, I like the fact that you brought up the Bud Light. Um part of that whole deal, because I was going to talk to you about that. That was one of the questions I had for you. You were willing to do something that everyone else was not willing to do. I mean, can you tell us what, how that played into you being such a high performer in your field now? Because obviously you've done a great job with that. What kind of mindset, how did you, how did you take that and run with it?
2: So looking back now, I realize that when I take on this opportunity is that, um, are seemingly undesirable, uh, but if I say yes to them, to my best, it sometimes I get lucky and it turns out to be an amazing opportunity. But at the time when it was happening, um, I begr- begrudgingly took that took that uh, project uh, because um, I helped the agency win the pitch with Bud Light, but because I was a junior. I, uh, they, they weren't going to give me the cool part of the project. So I was like, you know what, I'll take whatever is left. That was my attitude. Um, I wanted to, uh, instead of saying, you know what, it's a, a fuck it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with it. I just, my attitude was, whatever you have, I'll take it, and I'll do my best. And that sort of, that's sort of the attitude that got me here so far.
1: Yeah, so wanting to do no matter what you're going to do the best that you can. Even yep. in a crappy situation, yep. And okay. and looking back now,
2: and looking back now, I know that uh, the best opportunities in life come in that kind of uh, form, that that, that, kind of, that kind of shape and form. Um, it's like no, something that nobody else wants to do, and sometimes that's the the opportunity that's gonna uh, uh, that could break out big.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what you said. That's where you did something that no one else wanted to do and it ended up being a great opportunity for you. It taught you so many things. And so that's a, that's a great way to do it. Um, you talked about, I've talked in some of your videos, you talk about like doing free work to get your, get your name out there. How did, how yeah. does that play in for someone who's new in design or new in any kind of, um, situation that they're trying to follow or their passion
2: yeah, so in, uh, to give a co- little context, uh, what I did was, when I quit my job to pursue my passion project, I didn't have any money, so I uh, I had eight thousand dollars in my bank account, and I was doing I was hustling to make money on the side to fund my project. One of the things I did was I went to a startup event. I still remember how 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 I felt when I when I went to the uh, startup uh, event in Dallas uh i had no idea how to talk about myself i don't know how to talk to i don't know who to talk to what to talk about i just went there and i had some crappy experiences but it uh, over time i met some interesting people that i saw value in and i wanted to invest my time in them and build a relationship with them so the way i did it was if they when they needed design help i was around to help But whether it was a paid job or a non-paid job, as long as I see value in building a relationship with that person, I don't care about what kind of idea that person has, what kind of company they're building. I invest in the person, not the idea or the company. So I invest my time and uh, talent uh, into that person and build a relationship. Uh, And then I think the first year when I first jumped into uh, startup industry, I think I've done at least like twenty projects, both unpaid and paid projects, um, and then that that led to bigger uh, jumping points and projects that led me to getting bigger jobs. Uh, eventually, now I get all my uh, all all my freelance clients by referral, so I don't have to go to Upwork or Freelancer to find design jobs because I inve- because I. I've, yeah. I've made the investment early on and it's paying off now.
1: Yeah, which I think is great. I think that a lot of people who are younger don't realize that that's what it takes in order to get those types of things done and that you need to make sure that you are working on those types of things in order to get people to want to use you. And then once you create that network, sorry, I have my daughter walking in the door.
2: Let's go. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> she's uh, she wants to say hi, but then she's going to go. huh? <laughs> you say hi hello that's son. hi <laughs> what's your name all right what's
0: your name? <laughs>
1: tatum yep okay Tatum. All right. Yep. <laughs> all right you yeah all right you need to go okay <laughs> my wife my wife is at work so i get to <laughs> watch my <laughs> okay
2: all right let's go yeah. <laughs>
1: So going through this whole situation, I'm, I'm assuming that you probably get a lot of criticism. And I watched one of your videos about how you deal with that. Can you talk about a little bit about how you deal with criticism and how you kind of keep those people around you as well to help you get through what you're working on? Yeah.
2: So I, I simply just don't want to create a bubble and live in the bubble where everything's perfect and uh, paradise. And uh, I, everybody says nice things to me. That's not a place I want to live in. I want to be, I I be in a place where... Uh, I get honest feedback, sometimes, not honest feedback, just bad criticism, but that's also reality. So having some crappy people in your life, uh, really keeps you uh, in check so that you don't you don't grow your ego too big.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's great. You know, I think one of the biggest things that people and I personally dealt with it as well is trying to put yourself out there and worrying about what other people say. And it's become one of those places where People saying things to you, really, they're just doing it because they're insecure. And it's been great because it's it's made me uh, think about how I present myself. And it's stopped. I haven't had a whole lot of criticism since I started doing this, so I'm hoping for it now. It's like before. It was like I don't want anyone to say anything bad about me because if they do, then I'm just gonna I'm gonna quit. And I'm not gonna quit. But it it makes it easy to really camp on that and deal and deal with that when they really are just afraid to do something on their own.
2: Yeah, something happened. <laughs> something happened recently. I made a made a couple of posts about um, basically taking this time of quarantine to, uh, to to make something out of yourself, do something, uh, and not letting quarantine stop you from living your life. So that was my message. But the way I said it, um, it was was kind of aggressive, and some people thought I was trying to spread virus. Some some people thought I was. Uh, uh, doing something that I'm supposed that I'm not supposed to be doing, and then I got death threats. I got called Chinese virus. I got I got, I got called a lot. I called a lot of names. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, but I didn't delete any of those comments. But because that's reality, and uh, I'm okay with that as long as they don't really if I don't get killed for some reason.
1: Yeah. Well, most of the time, these people who leave these comments are just talking anyway. They don't act, and they're afraid. They're afraid. You know, they're just sitting behind their computer, typing something out, acting like they're a tough guy. Uh So, so can uh, one of the questions I also wanted to ask you about is reflection. How do you how do you reflect on a lot of the things that you do? Because obviously, you spend some time thinking on it. How does reflection play as a part in in you? Making a better product, making a better you, and those types of things.
2: So making these TikTok videos and Instagram posts have actually become a part of it because um, a lot, of, a lot of posts I'm making is literally um, something that, that I just applied in my real life. Um, like, for example, the video I made yesterday, y- yesterday about how to phrase uh, your uh, what you say in in your email uh, when you're sending it to a client for approval. Uh, that's, as I was writing it, um, I just had to give it a second thought and then change the, the ending sentence of my email to have a better effect. So I just did it, and I felt the need, and I, I felt compelled to make a video out of it. That's sort of how, how I make my videos nowadays. So by doing a TikTok video, I'm reflecting on my... Own actions and basically uh, be uh, uh, educating myself and reminding myself. Sometimes I look at my old videos and it becomes a reflection too. Like, oh, I I talked about that. I told people to do that. I I should keep doing that. And this is how I got here. Maybe I should keep doing uh, doing what everything that I've done to get here. Instead of you know, because when you once you get comfortable, you stop doing the things that you that got you here and then that's when you start to sleep, go down the slip slippery slope. So looking at right. looking at all the posts I've made in the past sort of helped me uh, remind myself, you know, what I should be doing, not just saying it.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you brought up that post about the email this morning. Cause I know I sent you an email yesterday and I wanted you to be as prepared as you possibly could. But as I'm writing these questions, I'm like, should I share this document with him? I'm like, nah, he's going to answer the questions. <laughs> We're just going to go through it and, and we'll be good. But yeah. you, you inspired me to not send you another email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, yeah, I mean, and, So one, uh, we got a couple more questions here. One of the ones I want to ask you is what would you tell someone or what would you tell yourself? You know, you've been doing this for quite a while. When you first started, what would you say? What advice would you give to yourself or to someone who's wanting to get into the same type of career path that you are?
2: Hmm. Let's see, the biggest thing I learned is that you are a lot more capable than you think you are. Because When I uh, first realized this, when I was working in my last uh, agency job, uh, I accidentally came across a pricing sheet of everyone in the agency. It was just sitting on the table, so I looked at it. The agency was um, charging our clients $100 an hour for my hours and paying me $25 an hour. So what I realized was I was trading my security blanket, uh, of working for a bigger agency with the benefits, for bigger potential, um, so that's that became sort of how I priced myself when I quit my uh, full time job to do contract jobs and freelance jobs. I started out started out at hundred dollars an hour. Obviously, I didn't get the clients who would be willing to pay hundred dollars an hour right away. But now I'm getting clients that are willing to pay hundred and fifty dollars, even three hundred dollars an hour for my for my time. So. You, I, I would not have found out that I'm worth that much if I kept myself in a shelter, in a bubble uh, you know, of, of a you know, secure environment, like working for a big company or agency. Um, so if you really want to see true potential of like how, what you can do, you need to get out of the bubble and push the boundaries of what, what you thought you could do because you can do a lot more
1: okay well that's that's great i really like that i like the fact that you're talking about how that is and that's a lot of people are afraid to push themselves okay so our final question here um, the show is called shaping success and it's about kind of the you know this defining the success of success of one person at a time Uh, my definition is helping other people succeed that's kind of what this podcast is about giving people ideas of how people find their success can you tell us how you define success what does that mean to you so for the longest time, <clears throat> I define
2: success as simply um, making good enough money to keep your family happy and have save enough uh, save up enough for your retirement and not be in a miserable situation um, when, when I'm old and can't work no longer uh, can work anymore but when After I got my divorce, I realized uh, not just the divorce, a couple of things happened that made me realize just saving money for future is not the best way because um, a few years ago, my grandma passed away, and I told my grandma when she was healthy that I would take her on a road trip. But then I kept saying, you know, one more project, one more client, one more email, like one more this, one more that, one more year. Uh, then I'll, I'll have enough money to take a break and take my grandma on a road trip. And then she got sick, uh, she got dementia, and then uh, she got hurt, and she passed away. So I didn't get a chance to take her on a road trip. And then it's, um waited for me for 10 years to be, a little, be more present and uh, be happy with what I have instead of keep saving more and more and more. I, it just never felt enough. I mean, I do have a lot of responsibilities that I have to take care of, but um, I sort of focused too much on the uh, future that I didn't enjoy anything, uh, and that was happening in present. And it was difficult for people around me to be with me because I was not around, uh, mental, mentally. Um, so. I decided, so after my divorce, after my grandma's death, I sold all my stuff, all my belongings. Um, like I sold the house, I, I sold everything in it, uh, put the rest in a storage unit, and I became a nomad because I wanted to force myself to get out there and experience more of the world today, not tomorrow. I even uh, I had a uh, job offer from a startup company in Dallas uh, that raised. So far, five million dollars, and I was with them from the beginning, and I helped them convert their increase their conversion rate by four hundred percent with the recent design release. But they so they offered me a full time position as a uh, head of product, but um, they didn't want to let me travel freely. Uh, I, I, if, I, I, I even uh, gave them an option: if you give me, if you give me, if you allow me to work remotely two weeks out of the month. I'll give you fifty thousand dollar discount on my, on my, uh, on my salary. They didn't want that. They didn't want that. They want main office, a hundred percent. So I turned that drop down, and and I I am where I am now because right now, uh, at, at least for now, having the freedom to travel and, and gain more experience, life experiences, is more important to me than making a little more money with a bigger title I could have honestly I could have missed a big opportunity in terms of my career milestone but
1: I'm happy where I am so happiness happiness being able to love what you do and being able to have a little bit of freedom to live in the present instead of in the past
2: yeah I think balance is important I still have my uh, like one foot in the future but I'm trying to trying really hard to keep my other foot in the present as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been great. I'm glad that you were able to be on the show. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Uh, You are inspiring many people. I don't know that you hear that enough, uh, but keep doing what you're doing. Um, I appreciate, you know, your videos on TikTok, and I follow you on Instagram and everywhere else. So um, thank you very much. Uh, if uh, If you feel that the show has brought you any value by doing this, Please help me get the word out. Uh, thank you for tuning in. My challenge to you is to find the shape of your success. Thank you very much.
0: This was Shaping okay. Success with West Tankersley brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. If you need a team of marketers to help you with social media, all you need to do to start is text West 2020 to 541-709-6502, 541-709-6502. That is Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Have a great day. See you next time.